Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mdiwa Gavaza, and for today, we are getting into what I think is going to be a really great discussion around uh, developments in the financial technology or fintech space. Um, a lot has been said about this in uh, South Africa. You know, does it work? Does it not work? Particularly, um, you know, issues around uh, mobile money. And for today, we are going to be talking to um, one of South Africa's largest uh, mobile networks that is MTN and uh, we are joined by you know the head of uh, their South Africa financial services unit uh, that is uh, that is a uh, Bradwin Roper uh, I think the last time that I had a proper conversation with him he was still at FNB and uh, he recently uh, crossed over the divide uh, to join MTN and uh, right out of the gate you know shaking things up uh, you know coming up uh, you know with a very interesting interesting, uh, you know, development on the Momo side of things. That is their mobile money platform and uh, something around businesses and how to make, um, you know, the lives of, um, you know, transacting, um, you know, on that platform for businesses, especially, um, you know, small and informal businesses, you know, to make uh, some of those uh, transactions free. And that's the discussion that we're going to be having, you know, what's happening in this space, what informed this, the Bradwin, greetings to you. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you and your <laughs> listeners. It's really fantastic to be here with you once again. No, thank you so much, you know, for being with us. Uh, I'm actually at the campus, uh, MTN's uh, campus in Ruderport yeah. in Johannesburg. And it's been very interesting, you know, before we started recording, just, you know, understanding a little bit around, uh, you know, what the team or what Bradwin and the team are doing. But before we get into all that, usually we like to understand your organization, yeah. but MTN is one of those as a household name yeah. so rather than doing that you know maybe you could give us some insight into mtn's uh, financial services unit in south africa what does that actually look like yeah um you know it's so fantastic that you asked that question so at a group level our ambition 2025 talks to you know 100 million sort of platform users in the fintech space momo users yeah and we fared incredibly well so if you look at our results, you'll see we've got 69 million users at a group level on Momo already. Mm. The South African Momo fintech business is relatively new. Um, it was only rebirthed again in 2019, and we've seen some phenomenal results already. Um, you would have read, you know, 8 million customers that have already gone through the process of registering with us already. And I guess uh, I'm excited to join a winning team. So nearly 70 million, you know, customers that have already bought into the MTN brand and the MTN FinTech solutions. Yeah. So I'm excited to, you know, showcase how South Africa can also join the party um, and how we can leverage, you know, all of the latest and greatest technologies to really help make a meaningful difference to society at large and arguably give a lot of people that have been marginally excluded um, a lot more dignity mm. and, you know, call me crazy, but I think <laughs> some of the solutions that we're bringing are really going to be quite disruptive and help most South Africans save uh, on every sort of facet of their life. So that's kind of South African fintech and and who we are and how we're hoping to show up. Okay. Now, it's no secret, you know, that you are coming out of uh, the banking world uh -huh. and specifically on mobile money. Uh -huh. You know, the fact that we're talking about a rebirth uh -huh. 
yeah. you know, in 2019 has always been, you know, a bit of an overhang uh-huh. um, around uh, mobile money in South Africa that, you know, this is re- isn't really the market for it. Yeah. You know, you have to, you know, rejig the whole thing. You know, does it work? Does it not work? Yeah. Um, what gives you the confidence, you know, to leave a bank and actually come into a mobile money type of space uh we understand you know there's now eight million uh, you know users on the platform and all that but what makes what gives you the confidence to say okay fine um this time around i i think you know mtn has got the formula gotcha if you look at a recent stat um you'll see that in 2017 south africa was predominantly a cash-based economy so yeah. 57% of all monthly transactions were happening on a cash basis. Hmm. Fast forward to 2023, and we see that the banks have done an incredible job of migrating cash to card. So we're now a 56% card-based economy. Yeah. So the banks have done a phenomenal job, and they are incredibly sophisticated. And I guess that's very different to you know how mobile money has scaled in other geographies hmm. because it has been born out of you know, digitizing cash straight to wallet. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's the difference in South Africa. So we have to recognize and also also appreciate the financial services sector for, for that massive, massive achievement. However, that being said, even today, we see that there's still 35% of all monthly transactions in that payment mix that is happening on a cash basis yeah. by value. Yeah. Now, if you double click on that and you look carefully and you flip it by volume basis. Unfortunately, I don't have the stat, but by volume basis, you'll still see a significant amount of volume-based transactions happening on a cash basis. Mm. Now, what we're hoping to achieve is, call us crazy, but we think that we can make a meaningful difference to that residual cash 35% that's still quite sticky in the economy Mm. um, through the solutions that we've been able to, to render on our Momo platform today. You know, it's an interesting one because I think the world of fintech is something that I've been following quite closely. And even on this platform, we've had, you know, many, many guests, many experts that we've spoken to around this topic. And one of the ones that... uh, that always sticks out in my head is the team over at BankServe. You mm-hmm. know, all of the stuff that they're doing around rapid payments yeah. and all of that. And their CEO, Jan, has always been talking about we need to do something about cash. We need to do something about cash. Yeah. And I guess for me, because you brought up the cash issue, yeah. I do need to ask, Do we? what is the actual goal? You know, when it comes to all of these different solutions that are coming to the market, are we looking to eradicate cash? Yeah. Or are we looking to get cash because you are giving us some of those stats earlier on to say that cash use versus, let's say, your card use has sort of inverted between yeah. the last maybe uh, five to six years, right? What are we looking to do? Are we looking to get it to a certain point, let's say, below 10%, yeah. you know, of all transactions in South Africa? Or are we saying, no, we must eradicate this thing called cash? So so the the that's a... Phenomenal question. For me, it's not so much about what's the business number or what's the business target. I grew up in El Dorado Park, mm. and um, and even today, as I commuted into the office, you know, you pass um, trade workers, and if you look at sort of the informal economy in South Africa, we count 
5.7 million um, you know people in that informal trade sector yeah and a huge bulk of them are I mean we all know private households domestic workers gardeners etc but actually the bigger volume sits in informal trade mm. you know the umama maguenyas that every single morning wake up at two three o'clock in the morning you know bake um, their goods or prepare their goods they go to taxi ranks to tuck shops um, and they and they're helping they, they start moving at a very like, early hour and then they start trading yeah now my hypothesis is that last 35 percent um, for these informal workers um, the reason it hasn't you know that trade is still happening on a cash basis is because the financial services sector have said to umama maguenya that if you tender your trade using the financial services rail if you sell 100 rands worth of goods hmm. you know at best if you use a point of sale device for example you're going to get 98 97 rand yeah and then on top of it if you tender your trade into a, a sort of bank account you're going to get levied a fee hmm. you know 5 6 7 10 12 rand so that 100 rand is never 100 rand hmm. um, and if you think about um, that that 100 rand um, firstly, there's, you know, the card acceptance fee, then there's the bank account fee. And if she wanted to then purchase airtime, electricity, just live her daily life. Yeah. Typically, you know, she's going to get charged every single time she wants to do that using the traditional financial services sector. Yeah. What we've done in Momo, and this is uh, hot of the press, we've just gone live with, you know, a business wallet. Yeah. So Umama has a personal wallet. She's got a business wallet. On her phone, whether it's a smartphone or a feature phone, she can either show a QR or she has a merchant ID. And if she tenders trade using Momo, that's free. Yeah. So 100 Rand equals 100 Rand. Yeah. There's no fee. Yeah. On top of it, there's no joining fee on that. There's no monthly account fee on that. If she wants to buy airtime, electricity, lotto, cash vouchers, food vouchers, just live her life. You know, she can do that in a sophisticated manner using USSD or an app, depending on what sort of phone she's got. And that's all Mahala. That's all free. Yeah. So that for me is when you think about who are you solving for and what are you solving for? That is what we're doing is we're bringing Umama into the room um, and Brabeni from the 18 area and all of these informal workers and traders. We're solving for their needs. Yeah. Um, and that for me is success. Because the most dangerous thing for her every single day is that trip home. Yeah. Because she's got money stashed on her person. She does not want to tender her trade in cash because she's got cash stuffed on her person. Mm. And she is so scared of being robbed at knife point or gunpoint on her commute home. Mm. We have built a mechanism using fintech to de-risk that, that route home for her. And in so doing, we're also giving her as much economic value off of that um, as possible. So the thing for me is, you know, how do we, the 1.1 million informal workers, yeah. how do I reach every single one of them and explain to them that there is a solution for you and there's a free solution for you yeah. um, and that you can de-risk your life just using Momo. Yeah. So that for me is what success looks like. Not, you know, 10% what's cash. For me, how do I get to uh, 1.1 million Mama Maguenyas and other, you know, sort of informal traders and help them, you know, manage their lives better on Momo? 
Okay. I want to double click on the Mahala statement. Uh-huh. Right. We are a business platform. Correct. And I can already I, I can already see someone who is, you know, in the audience right now listening to this and saying, okay, cool. If it if it's if it's Mahala, someone, somewhere, somehow is paying Correct. you know for this thing. And I think we also live at a, we also live in, in, in a digital economy where oh, yeah. people are very wary of anything that comes free yeah. because it usually comes at the cost of advertising of you know data you know all of this stuff that has become you know quite uh, uh dominant in the in the in the internet space in the Correct. digital economy in this particular instance how is it uh mahala and yeah. uh, how does MTN <laughs> make money? Because yeah. MTN is not an NPO. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you guys are one of the largest listed companies on the JSC. You uh-huh. guys are, are, are making something yeah. you know, from this. How is that something being made? You know, this is a phenomenal example of shared, shared um, value mm. and shared prosperity. Correct. We're not a, we're not a charity. This is not a, you, you know, an NGO. Um, but there is a mechanism because we are a late entrant and because we are a um, digitally born um, sort of data-led, technology-led fintech organization, we don't have the legacy systems and fees um, that accompany, you know, bringing these services. So we have a cost advantage. Um, you know, we're agile in nature. So, um, you know, we can take things from concept to delivery relatively quickly because we don't have, you know, legacy systems. Yeah. Um, and we also don't have sort of legacy fees that, that need protecting. Um, that being said, so if you think about airtime, prepaid electricity, lotto tickets, um, vouchers, bus ticketing, all of these things, I mean, essentially we are a retailer, a digital retailer. So we sell these things on behalf of our partners because we are able to aggregate um, across a range of, um, you know, sort of integration points. Yeah. And we make a commission off of that. So we, we do make a commission. So um, every time Umama or, or Brabeni is buying, for example, prepaid electricity, hmm. um, they don't get charged for it. We make a commission because we are a digital reseller of these things. So we do, we do monetize through, you know, being an aggregator of digital goods and services, and we do make a commission. And we make a very decent and handsome commission out of that. Um, The only difference is because we're late and because we have the benefit of being a fintech and a late player, you know, our cost to serve is far lower. Um, And as a result, you know, we can serve and still make money. Yeah. Uh, and when it comes to making that money, uh, one of the more interesting pieces is to say, you guys have around um, 8 million users now, right? Uh-huh. So on that user base and this uh, goal to get uh, more people to be trading, yeah. you know, uh, through Momo, the two things is firstly, what does... What does South Africa's uh, potential, you know, look like when it comes to, I guess, Momo users? Yeah. I think I remember when when the relaunch happened a couple of years ago. Yeah. I believe at the time, the target uh, that MTN had, uh, you know, put out into the market was around 15 or 16 million uh-huh. um, or so, you know. Yeah. Is that, you know, is that, you know, still the same? And of that... 
do we see a majority or a minority of people then you know be because uh, the positioning of Momo already yeah. is for, you know, that that bottom rung of the pyramid, yeah. right? So do we expect that the majority of people will be other types of people that are going to be, um, you know, taking up the trading and all yeah. of that? Um, or do you still see that, you know, split between consumer use versus, let's say, your, your business use? Yeah, that's a fascinating question. So... Um, we believe that Momo is for everybody. Yeah. Um, it's not just for customers at the base of the pyramid. Obviously, customers at the base of the pyramid can benefit the most out of these daily fees. So if you think about, you know, customers in rural South Africa or in small towns, they purchase airtime on a daily basis. If you do so on, you know, some of the bank apps, they're getting levied a 50 cent fee every single time. So that's 14 rand yeah. just by buying your, your airtime. If you momo that thing, just just momo it. Yeah. It's free. Yeah. Um, so obviously, at that base of the pyramid level, we can unlock an incredible amount of value. So that is why the focus is there because we think that we can help, you know, just the ordinary citizen live better because of momo. But that being said, if you look at our latest ad, um, you'll see um, because we have been able to solve for things like licenses, DSTV payments. Um, and because we're a fintech, we've aggregated a whole range of services that go beyond traditional banking and really are solving for your life. So from the moment you wake up in the morning to the second you close your eyes at, at night, you know, we've sort of aggregated all of those things. Mm. Um, and because we've been able to do so leveraging technology, we can serve you whether you are at the top of the pyramid or at the base of the pyramid for free. Yeah. And, you know, South Africans are stretched, not just, um, you know, the base of the pyramid. I think everyone is stretched yes. um, with, you know, interest rates being the highest that they've ever been, load shedding, um, fuel, um, you know, just because of the geopolitics that's happening. You know, everyone is really stretched. Yeah. So, so we truly believe that Momo is for everybody. Now, if you think, for example, about the informal economy, um, we count. 5.7 million people in that informal economy. Yeah. They aren't just at the base of the pyramid. So um, of that 5.7 million, there's over 500,000 that earn, you know, just shy of 450,000 per annum. Oh, wow. Quite wow. a sophisticated market. Yeah. And, and so we're solving for financial inclusion at the base of the pyramid because it makes sense. But we're also helping to solve for sophisticated users as well because you know there's a level of need that transcends you know regardless of whatever your income band is mm. okay it is an interesting one that informal economy and i think sometimes some of the stats belie the truth that's actually you yeah. know um, on the ground and i like that you brought out the 450,000 uh, rand number because I've actually been to some spaza shops in oh, yeah. uh, in Umlazi in mm-hmm. uh, in KZN, and some of the numbers that come out of there are quite you know quite something. Yeah, I remember we visited a couple of um, spaza shops, and on the outside it looks like any other spaza shop. Yeah, 
on the inside it's any other sponsor shop but when you now understand the back-end system um i remember the one lady this is back in 2019 yeah uh, she was telling us that uh, at the time from her one sponsor shop mm-hmm. she was making 350,000 rand yeah. a, a month yeah from that one sponsor shop you know which you know if you if you extrapolate it you know you're looking at roughly you know 4.7 you yeah. know million rand yeah, yeah, yeah. in a year yeah that that a sponsor shop is making so it's actually quite uh, there's actually quite a lot of value you of know course. that 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 is flowing through that informal economy but i wanted to bring on you spoke about uh, mama maguinya earlier on yeah. i've got two use cases which i always bring up with almost every fintech that i engage with in south africa yes taxis oh yeah car guards oh yeah talk to me right <laughs> so again just double clicking again on the sub wallet yeah so that form factor is not just for umama um any person so let's go car guard whether they have a smartphone or a feature phone typically the behavior is you know the person driving away so you and i would say uh sir who do you bank with or do you understand this thing mm. uh this kind of wallet or this kind of wallet depending on who um you bank with yeah and then we just send money to that person and then they have to run to that respective bank's atm and draw it out at the end of the day they have to run to probably three or four different atms depending on you know how uh they've just been sent money mm. um what we have built is truly unique because for the first time uh remember it is bank agnostic and it is network agnostic so for the first time that car guard that taxi driver can either on their own phone show a QR code or they can show a merchant ID and they can accept cash in the form of momo for free yeah um now you can imagine just think about that taxi example so fares um every single time they charged a fee for accepting fares um using the formal sort of financial services sector it's now free yeah. so all of those transactions we believe that we can mop all of those up for free yeah um and the nice thing about i guess if you think about the taxi drivers because it's also a very sophisticated economy you know they want to live their personal lives and their business lives separately So on the same Momo platform you have your business wallet and then you have your personal wallet. Yeah. So you can do all of your business activities and accept cash um in the form of Momo on your business wallet. Um and then you can also do manage your personal life separately but all on the same phone. Yeah. So you don't have to know uncle or auntie so and so and so and so and so and so from business banking and phone the call center for your personal banking. it's all available on your own device whether it be a feature phone or a smartphone for free yeah and you can manage you know that interoperable space between your business life um and your personal life separately yeah uh because i'm about to run out of time <laughs> there's a, there's another there's i i think two things before we end off yeah. the first one when you look at uh, the informal informal sector yeah. and people trying to solve for you know that part of the economy yeah fintechs are notorious 
for POS machines. Oh yeah, you guys have a POS machine, of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what? Where are you guys standing out, right? Yeah. And what makes yours the one to have? Because um, in my experience, I've seen that a number of uh, you know small business owners will literally have like three or four different yeah. POS machines. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a couple of things. Remember. The banks have done a sophisticated job of migrating cash to card. Yeah. So you can't show up in a fintech space and not in South Africa and not have a point of sale um, device in your value proposition. So we have our Momo point of sale devices. Um, you'll be able to see them uh, very soon in all of our MTN stores. Um, we see our MTN stores are our very own client of ours. Um, and there's a couple of things. So. We are disruptive again, once again, in terms of pricing on both debit and credit card rates um, because we don't have legacy systems, so we can show up different and and help solve for just the economic value of having it. Our monthly sort of rental rates and the cash rates are also far lower, um, typically than what you would see in the market. And then... I mean, we're a connectivity company, right? And we've just done an incredible amount of work on network resilience as MTN. So our devices are dual SIM and Wi-Fi enabled. Mm. Um, So if you have, you know, an MTN sort of home or office solution that can connect to Wi-Fi, it is dual SIM enabled. um, And obviously we can, you know, power you up in terms of your connectivity. Um, We will... We spoke about all of the value-added services, so airtime, electricity, lotto, all of that is embedded into the device as well, which is a unique. Um, And then most importantly, there's um, free web and mobile reporting. So our MomoPaz users will be able to see, not just on a PDF invoice to say, here's all your takings for the month, and you must go and scrutinize that PDF Every single transaction that you get is pushed into the cloud in real time, and yep. you can see your daily reporting real time in the cloud. So you can see if you have sort of SKUs, what sort of SKUs in your shop are moving, what's not moving. Um, you can it's set like it up. like an inventory management type of thing. Proper. Yeah. Proper. Um, and all of a sudden, we are enriching you with real time cloud based data that you can use to manage your business in real time. You don't have to wait for you know a monthly pdf to do your recon yeah <laughs> all right cool i'm going to end off today's discussion you know and i think i'm going to make an attempt to summarize my thinking yeah. uh, based around this and you can tell me whether i'm in I'm, I'm, I'm on the right direction or whether i need you know to gps myself back onto right onto the right path Mobile money in South Africa has been a difficult has been a difficult road. Yeah, in the rest of uh, in the rest of Africa, I was recently in East Africa, uh-huh. and uh, in that part of the world, peer to peer, you know, mobile transactions are you know it's just a part of daily life. Yeah, South Africa, at least on the surface, does not seem to be a peer to peer mobile payments type of market, mm-hmm. but rather it's a market where you have 80, 85% banking penetration. Yeah. So it would seem to me that the, the route that MTN has gone for at least, um, and I would even, you know, profit to say, you know, your competitors on the, uh, on the other side of town mm-hmm. is to say, 
let's take the banking model and let's put it let's let's democratize the banking model what people are getting what people are used to on mm-hmm. the banking side of things let's let's offer it you know uh let's give it a little bit more accessibility let's give you similar value but at a much much lower rate than uh than what you'd get in the traditional system mm-hmm. and that's how you then conquer your mobile money space in South Africa instead of your, your yeah. normal peer to peer your insurance you know the type of thing that you're seeing on the rest of the continent people in South Africa have always been have been taught yeah to think of banking yeah. and those services so instead of trying to force peer to peer you know yeah. payments let's do what they're used to but at a much lower rate and let's capture the people yeah. that have traditionally been left out you yeah. know of yeah. that particular system yeah. am i understanding you correctly there i would i would say yes in general but i would add to that and i would say i mean the you have to be able to play in a sophisticated financial services sector yeah. so um you have to be able to be a me too player and the banks have done a phenomenal job of you know building out a level of sophistication in South Africa that is unprecedented in the world actually yeah. you know most innovative banks in the world etc so you have to be able to just show up to be able to compete in that space hmm. but what we have done in momo is gone beyond banking so we've gone beyond banking we're in bus ticketing now um we know we're thinking about your life we're thinking about mama mogwenya on your trip home how do we de-risk that trip home um we're thinking about you know how do you purchase vouchers how do you do bus tickets all sorts of things beyond banking um where we can offer convenience at a disruptive affordable rate yeah that's how we will show up mm-hmm. and that's how we believe that we have the right to win because you know we think that even beyond banking there's um fair value to be had and there's um you know shared prosperity that we can all enjoy um and that's so i would say yes but we're going far beyond banking okay cool beyond banking so that's been it it has been a very fascinating uh, discussion thank you so much uh, that was us we were talking to uh, Brad Munropa who is um you know the head of uh, the financial services unit over at MTN South Africa Bradman thank you so much for being with us today thank you for having me And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live that's under the Podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter with hashtag #BDSpotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. I've been Mudiwa Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail, and this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight, which is a multimedia live production. So from myself and the rest of the team it is a good evening good afternoon and good morning